Okay, Junji Ito's manga, if you know anything about it, you know it's a great horror manga. You know that he has some kick-ass stories, and I am not here to shit on Junji Ito. I am here to shit on the anime studio and how they adapted his stories, because holy shit, they suck everything out from it. <laughs> Hi, I actually know some Junji Ito manga, and I watched some of the Funimation episodes. Annie. This is my first experience with Junji Ito besides knowing his reputation, Minty. On his love for Cats. Cats. And this is fun title where we serve every podcast with an FU. So we're going over the Netflix one, the Junji Ito Tells a Macabre, or whatever it's called. I do think they could have gone a lot harder. What's so hard is that, so they're going to adapt his other series, Uzumaki, into an anime. And they're going to keep- How have they not done Uzumaki yet? I don't know. They're going to keep it black and white, so that way they can keep the details, but like not lose like the budget. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I'm like, yes, Junji Ito, you could benefit from like a black and white anime because your stories are that fucking good. And if you can keep the horror and eerie elements, but once you add color and they have to like simplify it, just you know, so people don't die animating this, then it's just like, okay, this is what the fuck am I watching? Do you know what Uzumaki is? No, I don't know anything. Okay, other... me neither. Yeah. It's just that like that's the Junji Ito story. Other than at Walmart, I saw a coloring book and went, why is this in the children's section? That's a creepy book. I mean, I've seen some panels. And it, it is kind of creepy. Because the infamous one of the girl who's like her face turning to a spiral, just her eyeball, right? Right, yes. It's That's like, like the infamous scene. Naruto, did you know about this? <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Even like Toby's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited because that's like one of the, the big classics. I always avoided Junji Ito as like growing up because like I didn't really like horror. My favorite of all time and like probably all Tumblr because they won't shut up about it is the one where like they find holes in the wall and it's man shape and people are compelled to go to these holes because they're like hey this one's my shape. This is perfectly me. It's calling out. Like I need to go in this hole meant for me. And then I can tell you the ending but you should read it one day. Okay. So we're gonna rank it from the best story to the worst story. But we're gonna start with the best because they're really the ones really worth talking about and we might just run out of energy by the time we get to number 20, so... This is what I don't understand. They did the Funimation. It didn't do well. Like, they it did, like, his most famous stories, I would say, for the Funimation. Like, the girl turning into a snail, yada yada. You don't know. You have no idea. I'm gonna watch this. No, I can't believe they made 20 more episodes on Netflix and did, like, the okayer stories, you know? <laughs> Okay, I thought there were actually some really good ones here. I would say two of them were very good. That Like, it almost made the whole thing worth watching, honestly. So, the number one story that I think of all of the Netflix one was The Hanging Balloons. I think it just had a great, like, setup. I'll give it, like, a, a two-sentence summary. Okay, so Hanging Balloons is the one where they start off with, like, there's a missing girl, and they find out, oh shit, she's, like, hanging in the sky by a big-ass balloon that looks just like her face. That happens to her boyfriend, too. The boyfriend gets hung by this balloon, then all of a sudden... Everyone in Japan gets their own face balloon that's trying to hang them. And if you destroy the balloon, you actually end up killing the person themselves, kind of like in a voodoo type way. And in the end, one of the girls that you were following just ends up giving up and letting herself get hanged. To be fair, she like goes crazy, you know? I mean, sure. Her family members dies one by one and then these balloons can actually talk to you. Oh, freaky. I just think the setup was great because it kind of starts off normal then like, okay, maybe it's just like certain people. But when it comes like all of Japan and then like any reaction you could kind of have 
to the, these balloons they kind of go through right like you try to avoid it you try to kill it you think oh if i can just get to the car i'll be fine but it's like very difficult being tricked into it your mental stability like the mom literally just walked out and i thought that was a bitch move because you still had at least had your daughters there at least the daughter didn't leave anyone hanging but <laughs> 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 well, you know what i mean i thought the son was smart showing the umbrella so it's very sad that i still caught him i thought the dad was super dumb that was but let's be fair that's what every dad would do <laughs> that's every asian father <laughs> Oh, I don't care about these balloons. I'll just be really fast. I just want to go to work. Probably what happened to Deku's dad in My Hero Academia. It's my first thought. Eddie, <laughs> so I just thought, in terms of like, as a story, as being creepy, this was really good. Number two. This one, I actually think it could actually take the first spot. Like, they're neck and neck. Uh, to me, it's the layers of fear. So this is the one where, I guess the dad finds his ancient treasure and it, he found it because it was a... Archaeological. Yeah. And the way he saw it in like, the wall was... Was like, like if you made like an outline of a head and then you made an outline above that and you just kept doing that until it became this big ass thing i guess he stole something right he stole the child that had the onion layers okay and that basically cursed the family and you never see the dad again you just see the wife and the two children and they get into this accident and you find out that the favorite daughter her face got like torn off but like instead of like blood you get these layers and the inner layer is younger than the outer layer and so the mom who's like trying to raise the favorite daughter to to be like like a pop star or something or like some kind of idol it's like oh she's ruined i can't like you know go back and undo this but wait oh she starts hearing a child's voice yeah because she was like oh i missed when you were younger when you actually liked me but now you resent me for trying to raise you to be a child star so what if oh, i hear tiny you screaming for me inside what if i just start clawing at your face until i get to tiny you oh with the blood oh and, and the screaming yeah and the unfavorite child just watching and then by the time the mom gets to like the two-year-old daughter and like freeze the face and the body the body is just this withered in thing and the face is just a baby and she's like oh no i know what i'll do i'll rip my own face off so i can become young and rebirth her but she doesn't have the curse so she's just ripping her own flesh and now the unfair daughter has to care for both of them it's fucked up yo that, that, maybe that one should be number one uh, i don't know i'm flip-flopping between the two okay here's the thing i think peak jujin ito is when something supernatural happens but you also have a tinge of human nature coming out yeah because like that's like a horror on the fantasy sense and the reality. So I'll put layers of fears first because hanging balloons is kind of like it's scary but you have to think to yourself where the fuck these balloons come from? You know? Fair enough. It's a little bit too whimsical for me to be like yeah this is truly fear you know? Yeah but I don't like the mom character. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're neck and neck. They're, you know what could be known? They were two fantastic stories. Number three. This is where we get into like, like these stories were good. I chose the back alley so this is the one where a guy you know he's like a college student he's renting a space i guess it's probably close to his university or whatever my uncle did that oh yeah i mean not really a space but more like a parking oh yeah he had that back room for a little bit until they got like too loud and drunk so he stopped renting it out i didn't know that yeah because huh. like they have a little back door like through like the shadiest part of the house they had to go through <laughs> the bushes yeah yeah they could never interfere with each other until you know they right. got too loud oh i wouldn't do that with two young kids oh no i wouldn't do that as the guest <laughs> So he's renting a room and then he sees like he took the room from the daughter but not like he really took it because the mom was just you know putting it out for rent and then like his window has access to this back alley and then supposedly the girl who, whose room that originally was she killed like three bullies in the back alley and her dad was like okay we're not gonna talk about this so he locks up the back alley and then she ends up killing the dad in the back alley and so now it's like the spirits talk to whoever's in the room and the spirits want to kill her because she kills the renter 
the back alley. And sh- okay, this is the one thing I can't stand though. I guess actually I don't know why it's number three because this point made no sense. I know, but she made a rule for herself that she would never go into the back alley because she knew if she did, they would kill her. But then she goes into the back alley and the rope that she took to get in there broke so she's stuck there and then they... It ends mysteriously, right? They don't actually show her dead, but you kind of know. Yeah, because the mom's gone now. Because I just think I like this setup. It's just the ending. Some of these endings are like up to your own interpretations, which is my least favorite thing to do. Like, don't get me wrong. I get the stories where like your imagination is scarier than anything they could have said. But this one's kind of like, there's only one thing that could have really happened. <laughs> you know, the mom get her out. She did. Because <laughs> like, you see, you point to the mom in the kitchen and she's gone. And you're like, what happened to the mom? It's like, she's probably getting woke. Probably knows the daughter back there, you know? I wonder if the mom was the one who cut the rope. I wish. So that was the back alley number four this one i'm like can't believe put this below the back alley i chose tomb town so tomb town is was a game it was like an mmo <laughs> with like a bunch of tunes for like based off of steamboat willie <laughs> um two people are like visiting the city i think they're like brothers and sister right yeah siblings the brother and sister the driving through the mountains to get to the town and bam they kill a girl and they put her body in the trunk hell yeah right yeah okay and then they drive into town and then they see like a tomb appear out of the middle of the road and they're like what the fuck and then they see like there's a bunch of tombs in the middle of the road but the town's totally like fine with it and apparently if you die in that town you just your body will become that tomb and they're like they say tombstone I don't want people to think it's a quip alright so, tombstone and like oh yeah shit happens so you die you become a tombstone and you move on with your life we tried to move the body to the cemetery but if you die on the spot we just gotta leave you there that's why we have so many dead cats on the road the brother and sister's like you're supposed to leave the body there well, what happens if you what happens if you move the body and what about ants? You're not killing ants? <laughs> they get tiny tombstones? <laughs> and they don't answer either questions. Those are the little spikes in the road. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, well, you know, don't worry, you visitors, you don't have to learn about all our rules. And like, oh, we kind of do. Because the people they're visiting, it's like visiting the sister's friend. And this friend is like, oh man, my sister's been gone for a long time. Are we, we narrative <laughs> foils? <laughs> no, I don't think of can why. So we gotta go look for her. And there was a well that if they like, the brother and sister thought that if they dumped the dead sister's body into the well, then like her spirit could go free. Which they do. But the spirit does not go free. In fact, the dead sister's family kills themselves. And like shame for what happened to the youngest sis- child. Which I'm like, they never found her. And the brother turns into like a toadstone, right? Yeah, he, he becomes a living tombstone. And then the sister is just freaking out. She's like, I should have just turned herself in. Jesus Christ. Did you like this better than the back alley? I like this better than the back alley just because it's like the suspense of like them almost getting found out like constantly. We meet in the back alley. I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Oh, tomb Town just made a little bit not as much sense. Because how did they find one tomb and then all of a sudden all these tombs came out of nowhere? You know what I mean? I mean, like, again, bunch of dead cats. What do you want me to say? And why does every cat get to turn into a tomb? <laughs> It's, it's a weird like oh we gotta move dying patients out into the courtyard so that way like they become tombstone there instead of in the middle of the hospital <laughs> I guess like that's a little nice world building sure number five I chose Tomy photo why I didn't really like anything else oh, right. at this point I, it's just really poss- like do I like this story more than this story yeah I guess so after the first two the quality of the story kind of dropped like maybe the manga makes it better right maybe it's eerier but I think like Tomb Town especially could have really pushed the horror are they all could. But here's the thing about Tommy Photo. 
I'll give Crook some away. I would say Lesbian 1 <laughs> was taking pictures of men and selling them off. So Lesbian 2 was like, nah, uh-uh, I'm going to get you suspended from school. So number one's like, ah, fuck you. I'm going to take a picture of you and I'm going to make it like super ugly. Wait, you are ugly. You have a weird face in the back of your head. And Lesbian 2's like, yeah, I do. But now I'm angry. So I'm going to get my <laughs> goons to come and like, we're going to threaten you. But then like, things escalated really fast to the point. For no reason. No reason. <laughs> And we cut back, Lesbian 1's tied up in her room, and Lesbian 2's like, Oh my god, I got decapitated! You have to, like, kill me! How did she get decapitated? Oh, they saw the mask, right? Like, the the second head started to become real? Yeah. So the goons cut her head off? Yeah, because they were supposed to cut off the parasite, not her. But, like, the two goons were like, I guess idiots? (laughs) So they cut her entire head off, and they're like, well, okay. And, like, Lesbian 1 just kind of had to watch Lesbian 2 um, run around like a chicken without a head until she walked out the door. And he's just like, what did I just see? Nothing in the story made sense. Because there's a story in the manga where, like, there's this guy, he dates a really hot girl, but then, like, her, like, childhood friends meet up with them, and, like, the hot girl turns really ugly. And she's like, oh, it's okay, because my boyfriend still calls me beautiful. And the boyfriend's like, she's not. <laughs> hey, childhood friend, you want to shack up? And she's like, <gasps> yes. And so they get together, and they kind of have to do, like, a TRO against the first girlfriend, because she's like, fuck you, you know, like, you took my boyfriend. And childhood friend's like, yeah, well, you became ugly. And it's revealed that, like, the boyfriend he'll always call the girl like oh you're so beautiful you're so pretty but he's actually talking to Satan who's standing behind her and Satan is stealing the beauty and look from the girlfriend like it's a very simple story but the way Junji Ito draws it like you know her, her face deteriorates to the point where it's just melting off at one point it's super scary that's an interesting story so I can't help but imagine this homie story it relied heavily on the art of like that head being on the back of lesbian too <laughs> you know yeah but in the anime it's so like simplified to the point where it's just like okay so you're, this is the plot of Malignant <laughs> you just have like a weird baddies no one's seen Malignant <laughs> this is the only time I'll talk about how I'm pretty sure the art could have saved the story sure because everything else after this is implied <laughs> <laughs> I think like 6 to 20 we're just gonna go through it really quickly but I am curious on what your guys' favorite episode or story was because there's no like Wikipedia that will tell me every individual story so I had to go look at like other people's ranking because other people put the um the one I saw it was ranked by episode so it wasn't like necessarily because number one was a two story one one was where the Sandman lives and I forget what was the story was with that episode oh gotcha what sand oh we'll get there we'll get there so everything after five it's implied that we wish there was more details more gore really you gotta just follow Junji Ito's style 17 to 20 I think we're gonna talk a little bit of shit about it <laughs> okay so number six I just picked the unendurable labyrinth this is the one where like two girls join a monastery or really a cult and they find out like a bunch of monks kind of just stand in the corridor and die and then like one of the girls was crying because that one of them was her brother and so the other two leave her and they can't find their way out and they're just like okay you know just don't look at them but they look at like the dead body and their eyes are open I just think that one scene was very creepy yeah and that's the only reason why I got up there I mean honestly yeah number seven is the whispering woman there's a girl she can't figure out what to do she's just a rich helpless one but then they hire an aide to like whisper in her ears like kind of help it to like be normal 
just literally live her life like sit down, breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> yeah, very basic. And then in the end, the whispering woman gets all creepy and tells her, "Kill your dad. Kill your dad." <laughs> no, she doesn't. How come she kills her dad then? She didn't kill the dad. She did. No, she killed the whispering woman's abusive boyfriend or oh. whatever. And the dad's like, "What the fuck happened here?" Are you sure. Yeah. And Why she's... do I remember killing her dad? No, that's still alive. And dad has to live with the guilt that he let this happen. And she's like, "Oh, you know that whispering woman who got killed by her domestic boyfriend." But you didn't do anything because she was afraid that she would leave us if you did. Yeah, she's my ghost now. She's on my <laughs> shoulder. I kill people now, Dan. It's just a little generic. A little generic. Number eight is where the Sandman lives. This is the one where the guy has like a monster coming out of him. And so his arms get like turned oh. inside out. And the girlfriend was supposed to tie him up. But she was like, I care about you. And he's like, if you cared about me, you'd leave me tied up. And like, that's kind of scary. Like when he sleeps, his dream self takes over his body. And it eventually just incorporates the girlfriend into him. So that way he's never without her. Yes. Yes, so I just thought this one needed to push the envelope because it, it, story-wise, it didn't make sense. Number nine, I chose the room with four walls. I cannot believe this is up high. So, okay, because I chose this one, so basically, Big Brother wants to study, but Little Brother keeps bothering him. And I like to establish the Little Brother is like a reoccurring character. Like, he's in multiple stories. Which is crazy to me. Yeah, well. So, they hire a construction worker to soundproof the wall, but what he does, instead of soundproofing one wall, he creates multiple rooms within a room, so that way, the big brother's room is basically the small ass room that he has to sit crisscross applesauce in layers of fear (laughs) (laughs) and so he's like okay well I can't hear anything when I'm in the room so this works but in actuality the younger brother who's this bitch ass whore Because he helped the construction man create these walls, I guess he's created doors within the walls, so that way he's like creeping in between the walls, just freaking the crap out of his brother. But the brother ain't no bitch. He like hunts down his little brother through these layers, and I think eventually the little brother, he's able to escape, but he's being such a little bitch that he ends up passing out in between the walls. I don't think he's dead, obviously, because he comes up in many stories. I just like the idea of the room. I didn't care about the story itself, though. And part of me is just like, okay, if you made four walls, that make a little sense, right? But there wouldn't be a gap between the walls. I don't know. I don't know what kind of stuff. There wouldn't idea. be like a water pit. <laughs> <laughs> There's that scene where the older brother's falling through one of the layers and there's all these nails. That just seems painful. That that seems like you should be dead from. I mean, not really, but you know. Number 10 is the long hair in the attic where a woman's like, I broke up with my boyfriend. I'm mad. I'm going to cut my hair. Only reason why I kept it long because he liked it. But the hair was like... No, no, no. You don't want to cut me. I am my own person now. I decapitate you and I live my life in the attic now. But first I shall kill him. I will kill him. And then, sorry about your dad. That was a collateral damage. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he found me in the attic. I didn't. This was just generic. I thought I was just, eh, it's like, like I've seen this before. I mean, maybe this was the first of the stories, but it's like, eh, whatever. Number 11, I chose the strange Hikizui siblings, the seance. This is the very first episode you'll watch. And it's the reason why a lot of people just turned it off. Because <laughs> it wasn't scary. No, and it didn't have a payoff. Because it was like... I feel like a really weird Scooby-Doo. You know, kind of, yeah. I was like, whatever. I mean, we're going to talk about the plot, but who gives a shit? It's not even worth mentioning. Then number 12 is Soichi's beloved pet. That's the first kid who was in that four-wall <laughs> shit. He has a cat. Corrupts the cat. Or the younger brother corrupts it. Oh, yeah. But then younger brother can't really control the cat, and they think the cat's back to normal after a while, but he's not. That's like, whatever. It's like, okay, whatever. Junji, I get it. You like cats. It's just to me, it's like, okay, if the cat's evil,
evil now, but like, gonna be evil pretending to be normal. I don't understand where this goes. I love this one Junji Ito cat comic where he's like, hmm, I'm living it up in the penthouse. I bet my wife is super <laughs> jealous. And then the wife texts a picture of like, oh, your cat misses you so much that he's just sleeping on your clothes. And he, Junji Ito just screams out and cries. <laughs> <laughs> Number 13 is the intruder. This is when a bunch of high schoolers or middle schoolers go to someone's house and they basically find their own dead bodies buried. I think this one is more fleshed out in the Funimation one because I feel like I read this story before. I think I've seen this. Is this not what Future Diary did? No, not at all. There is a story where no, they... there is a story out there where you find dead bodies from a parallel universe. And we're not talking about Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I've seen several animes do this. And like, again, Junji Ito could have been the first. Hey, these high schoolers took it very chill. Like, hey, you're not a serial killer in this universe, just the other universe. That is true, though. There's that, what do you call it, Blade Runner? <laughs> <laughs> So, number 14 was the ice cream bus. Yeah, but basically, guy moves into new building, and kid's like, can I go on the ice cream bus with the weird ice cream man? Will you like me better than your divorced mom? Yes. All right, you can go. He goes on, and he finds out that it's just a bunch of kids eating ice cream around the block. And then they become ice cream, and then they eat each other, and then they become ice cream. Which is stupid, because, like, I just think, like, that one kid who just came should have, like, lived longer compared to his friends who was, like, eating ice cream constantly, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't get this story. I don't get what that people have turning into ice cream. That's a fear. I know you have a fear of war. That's why you're so against it. You're either for war or you fear the war. It's just gross. I just think, I mean, I'm not even going to talk about it. Number 15, the headless statue. I don't even remember this story. Oh, wait. So girls like goes to an art teacher and is like, wow, I love all your statues. He's like, thanks. I got to get them ready for an art exhibit. Hey, will you promise me you won't fuck that boy? She's like, no promises. <laughs> and then the boy's like acting all weird. Like, hey, girl, let's go look at the statues. And she's like, okay. Oh, shit. You're also a statue. Oh, my God. All these headless statues once heads and they're coming after mine. Oh. Is that what the story was about? That was literally what it was about. Did she die? Yeah, I was, it's implied, you know, because like yeah. they take all her classmates' heads and they go after her. Huh, maybe I should rewatch this. Doesn't sound too bad. It's, no, it's not the worst. I don't think it should be below Suichi's beloved head <laughs> or whatever, but you know, it's not the greatest. I just don't remember it. Yeah, a lot of these episodes we tuned out. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, are we done with this? <laughs> I know that one for sure. You tuned the fuck out. <laughs> It was a sludge game through some of these, man. <laughs> uh, number 16, I chose mold. Basically, guy rents out his house. These people come in. They, they got a moldy baby. Yeah, what happened? I I know the house turned into mold. And then the younger brother of the renter was like, dude, you, you gotta like forget about the house. And the older brother's like, nah, I'm gonna try to do something. I built this house. I can rebuild it without mold. And then it's implied that the older brother found the moldy baby and then turned into mold. Is that what the implication was? Yeah. I don't remember how it ended. It's, it was terrible. Like, this should be like almost lower. <laughs> Okay. Like, we're getting to negative scores. I mean, okay, 17 to 20, like Annie said, let's talk about these just a little bit more than we have. Okay, been. 17, you put the bully? I would put this on the way fucking bottom because it bothered me for fucking days. <laughs> like, this story sticks out to me the most because it made no fucking sense and I hated it so much. At least there's a story. Okay, because the story is, is that this girl who was like six, she used to bully this four-year-old and she bullied the shit out of him. It's funny, the ages was never said, but I also thought six <laughs> 
And so the six-year-old bully is an adult telling her boyfriend how much she bullied this four-year-old. And the boyfriend's like, I don't care. I still want to marry you. And the girl who's all grown up was like, thanks, but I'm going to go marry him because he came to me and said he loves me. And so they get married. And then the four-year-old boy as the husband and like the father of their kid, he's out of the picture. Which I think in my interpretation, I think he died. He's either dead or he abandoned. Like those are the only two options, I feel like. And she thinks, oh, he totally abandoned me. But she's also fucking crazy. So I don't rely on her the reliable narrator. Yes, because now with the son, she's bullying the son as if like he's a four-year-old now. Yeah, and so it's just like, what the fuck? Like, it's not scary. It's just sad. It's disturbing. But like, in like a, you never want crimes against children kind of story, especially adult crimes against the children. It's not even an interesting angle, you know? I only put this 17 because at least it had a story. Because number 18, I put the library vision. Gone to my head. Yeah, I could not. All I remember was like a guy has a books all around him he has like an assistant and he's trying to memorize all the books and then like visions come to him and then the story ends like i think the books came to life and like i know this part like this is the only thing we cared about but i was like i think that's his lover and you're like no that's his sister so we're like pointing guns at each other being like well do you ship it <laughs> good visuals if I remember correctly then number 19 I chose the story of the mysterious tunnel because I remember watching it and still not knowing what the fuck it was about some kid this is okay because I think there's a brother and the mom said don't go into that tunnel remember when your sister went to that tunnel she disappeared he goes into the tunnel and he finds out there's like a research department in the tunnel and they're like researching like this weird wave that's in the tunnel and then the wave starts going stronger in the tunnel and they're like no and then it ends like like the wave killed them like they did with the sister and I'm like what what, what was anything. Alright, apparently the worst story of the Junji Ito, even though I would argue it's the bully should have been down here because <laughs> the bully was more offensive to me than nothing happening, you know? Fair enough, but I would rather have something happen than nothing happen. Because number 20 for me is the things that have drifted ashore. So basically, I believe like a whale-like thing got beached and they thought, wow, look at that whale get beached. Real fast, I love when there's a beach whale and if it's too big to move, they <laughs> have to blow it up with dynamite. But what else are they gonna do? I just think it's cool. Like, we, can, you know, we can't hold it for like it's blubber or anything you know the thing that won't go bad we have to blow it up maybe in japan they do that it's so funny to me you know it's just like beach whale dynamite (laughs) (laughs) that's a cool band name i don't know i mean it makes me think of like the south park episode (laughs) 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 in japan's mind (laughs) 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 don't finish that Good job, son. You made the Japanese American. (laughs) (laughs) These are the real photos. Anyways, um, yeah, so a bunch of people, they were on a ship to think the Titanic. Yeah, it was a ship and then it sank. And so, like, these humans got eaten by a fish, and in order to survive, kind of became like a parasitic species that just kind of ate from the fish. Is that what happened? Yes. And so, these people, like, oh my god, these humans, they were alive for years, and they're just living off this fish, and they evolved to be a new species. I don't, because they just become like white mannequins, right? Yeah, because they're in a fish, they don't get any sun. It doesn't make no sense. How do they change? The stomach acids bleach. Yes. That's why it dissolves things. I thought you knew everyone had bleach in their tummy. <laughs> I don't know, because then, like, the girls... Wait, it can't be years, because, like, a girl recognized one of the dudes. Well, that's a fiancé. Of course, you're not going to forget your fiancé after two years. Oh, 
my god, when you said years, I thought you meant like decades. No, I would have said decades. I've been so confused. Not really like the bare minimum to put an S after year is two years. She's been sad for a while. No, I mean two years is a long time to not have somebody, but I just mean like if you were stuck in a fish for two years, you would have said you've been in there for years. Okay, but you wouldn't evolve like that. I, okay, this is my thing, okay? She comes, she sees them, he's still alive, and it's like I gotta tap that. No, we're not like, shut the fuck up. I just mean like there's nothing that's just nothing. Yeah. That's literally nothing like nothing happened. Nothing scary happened. Yeah, but it's more interesting world building than this abusive mom. Sure, but <laughs> there's no way to evolve in two years. Alright, with that we'll end this and we're never coming back to Junior Ito unless they do a good anime adaptation. Or Uzumaki, or if I watch the Funimation one, or read the manga. Oh god, some manga ones that fuck me up. Until then, really? yep. Well goodbye.